Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Now 5-3, the Avalanche leading the Flyers. Seven minutes left in the second period. Vigneault fired by the Flyers today. Mike Yo takes over. Late second period, Senators and Devils 2-2. The Ducks in Washington with a 3-2 lead late in the second period. Josh Manson with his third of the season there. Coming up later, Coyotes and Stars, Penguins and the Tentacle Team, and the Kings, after winning here last night, now play the Vancouver Canucks, who made major changes, and we'll discuss those in the second hour of the show with Matt Sikaris. Monday night football in uh, windy and cold Buffalo. Seven minutes left in the first quarter. It is scoreless between the Patriots and the Bills. Oilers tomorrow, 7 o'clock for the start of the game against Mini. 5.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, look forward to bringing that one to you. We will go back to the Certainty Hotline and welcome Al to Inside Sports. Good evening, Al. Hi, how you doing? Quite well. Good. Uh, a couple questions, Reed. Uh, first one is... Uh, Whatever happened to Joffrey Lupel? And the second one is, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Zach Cassian, but very, very disappointed in his uh, in uh, his season. He just seems to be very lackluster, unemotional. Um, is there something wrong with him, or uh, how much more rope is uh, are the Oilers going to give him? Um, well, and- I think he's I think he's been very inconsistent, and unfortunately, I think that's become the story of his NHL career not just his time with Edmonton. Um, I mean, he's had his ice time cut at times. I think it was, uh, was it in Seattle or against Pittsburgh? He only played eight and a half minutes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if they would trade him with, with that contract and what they hope him to be. Would tip ever sit him out? I don't know. I mean, I mean, and I'm going to talk about this later on, but the bottom six is still not great. No, I mean I, th- I think they have. I think the top two lines now are pretty good. Like I don't think they're a one line team anymore. I think there's mm-hmm. a concern. Maybe they're a two line team. But yeah, if you had Cassian going, and um, I think he'd help ignite uh, both lines. You know, yeah, wherever, well, wherever he plays, wherever he yeah. would play in the bottom six. Yeah, I, well, I hope, don't I hope have a relationship. Well. I don't have a relationship with Joffrey Lupul. Uh, I know Stoff knows the family, and I think he knows Joffrey as well. But he had those. Um, was it a bad back or something like that? Yeah, with Toronto, I think it was. And then they, uh, what did they do? Buy him out or something? Or I, I, I didn't never did hear what happened to him. Yeah, well, he hasn't played since what seventeen, eighteen. I'm just checking. He hasn't played since fifteen, sixteen. So in terms of where he lives or anything now, uh, I'm not sure. But I mean, clearly he's not. Uh, he's not a player anymore. Is that what you meant? Okay, I was gone. Anyway, yeah. 
that's all I can tell you about Joffrey Lupul. Yeah, fifteen sixteen was the last time he played. We also have John standing by on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, John, go ahead. Oh, oh hi, it's Fred. It's uh, oh, uh, it's just this a this a uh, Salvation Army Hotline. Like I need a, a room tonight, uh, and you know what? Uh, yeah, a bed a bed will be super, and and oh, warm. Oh my God! And could, uh, is it possible to get a snack or some food? But but what really might make the evening is if I got talk to Reed Wilkins and tell was a crappy hockey game last night. I couldn't stand it. Hi, hi, Reed. Well, you completed the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect you to complete it that way. That was a little shocking. I wasn't wasn't sure how far you were going to take that. You took it. Uh, if you missed it earlier, I, I challenged people to start their phone calls the way Oilers start games. That's I, I, I didn't expect you to take that path. <laughs> My goodness. That's an all-timer right there. Yeah, listen, Reed, I always enjoy your show. That they got to get things sorted out. I, two things. I love I love uh, Marcus Nimalainen. Oh, man, I've been, I think I talked to him. I talked to you about him quite a while back and it was, he was on the list of guys that I thought could come up and also Ryan McLeod and McLeod's starting to look more aggressive and super terrific too. So I'm, I'm really pleased with those, those two guys. So well, let me ask you this. Like I was just saying to, to Al, what, once Shore is healthy, what do you do with the bottom two lines? Assuming everybody well, else is healthy. Well, I'd put Shore on because he's excellent, and I'd leave I'd leave Cassian and Ryan McLeod and Fogel on the third line, and then Derek Ryan as the center. But uh, Shore could take some faceoffs too. And you know what? Our faceoffs have been excellent. Holy cow! We're actually winning the draw a lot. So that's what I'd do. Uh, I I don't know how else you can shift those guys around. And we're going to have a couple that are kind of left over. I don't think uh, there's anybody else you could slot in there right now. Yeah, I'm not well, Benson, sure. Benson, Perlini are the guys you left out. And, and I think Benson has nosed ahead of Perlini a little bit here because it seems like Benson is at least trying to be a bit of a pest out there. Yeah, it, he does He does look more aggressive as long as he can stay out of the penalty box. He, he well, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would help quite a bit. And then Otherwise, uh, I'm I'm really pleased with uh, the goaltending. I mean, Stuart Skinner, he's going to be fine. I I like him. So I'm just the, I'm, I'm crossing off the, the goaltending as as a real see, need. You seem a lot more relaxed than most people after the last couple of games, John. Is that just, with, <laughs> is that just because of your wisdom, or you yeah, that's better it, things Reed. to worry about? Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's my wisdom. <laughs> It's just that I have seen such a terrible football season that I just will cling to hockey no matter what happens. <laughs> and you know what? That football, oh, my God. Reed, I got to tell you, I had a, a phone call from Chris Presson. I did send a letter in to the board of directors. I said, you know, this is really crappy, and there's a lot of people not doing a very good job. And the next day, Chris Presson phoned me. And so I asked him, well, why didn't you bring in enough people to help out early on, train them, get them in early? And why didn't you have designated phone lines, like a separate line for the season tickets, for the game tickets, 
for people that needed information. And he said, well, you know, we just, we should have done that. And when I said, well, well, how did you handle that? And he said, well, there were so many people phoning that we sent them emails. I mean, that's just how bad the whole thing was, Reed. Gosh, yeah, it, it was, was just... It was it was it was frustrating for sure. Yeah. I think um, you know I don't want to. I mean, look, the 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 team was was awful. People lost their jobs. I don't want to dance on their graves, and I don't want to overly defend them either. I think Preston's responsibilities changed because of the pandemic. Like, I think he was supposed to be more of a ticket salesman, and then he had to handle some things. I don't think that it was expected that he expected or the team expected were going to be part of his responsibilities. But yeah, well, you know, having know, said that, they, they, you know, had, they made the changes. So we'll Yeah, see. well, we had a 25-minute talk, and, and uh, he was very nice. And I just felt bad because it just things had been so poorly organized. So we'll get by that. We'll watch the Grey Cup. Maybe they can move the season they had, eh, Reed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, how long have we been talking about that? How yeah, about years? 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, thanks, right, Reed. Great work, John. Uh, well, he he aced the assignment. Uh, start the your phone call the way the Oilers have been starting games. He went for it. He dove right in. I appreciate that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. All right, a little bit more from Dave Tippett here. Uh, the five on five play. I'll, we'll get to the clip first, and then I'll give some stats. Uh, Tippett asked today about the five on five performance. Not just five on five. It's five on five is a big. That's a big chunk of it. So there's defending offense. Face-offs. There's a lot that goes into five-on-five, so it's more than more than just uh, saying we got to play better five-on-five. There's different aspects of that that come into play, but that's an area where we need to improve. Like our our special teams have been pretty good all year. We've uh, we found ways to win with them, but the five-on-five play has got to be an area that is uh, for us to take steps forward. We'll have to get better in that area. Here, I'm going to give you some stats. I, you will not like this. Maybe you've already looked this up yourself. Uh, five on five goals for. Five on five goals for. The Oilers have 48 of them, which is 14th in the NHL. So you might think like, okay, so average. And then they got the special teams and, and they roll from there. Five on five goals against is now at 54, which is 26th in the NHL. So sixth worst. So they are they are minus six and five on five goals. Now again, they, they still have a really good record, and again, the special teams will win games. But I think this all factors into is that you know the the third and fourth lines I thought were quite good out of the gate. I'd say first seven eight games of the season, and they haven't been as noticeable since then. And uh, Tippett commented today as well on what they need from the bottom six. The fourth line started out pretty well, and then they started. Uh, we started. We were giving up a lot of goals, so we tinkered with that a little bit. We'd like to get back to some sort of that, and uh, I think Shore is close to coming back. That we'll add that one more penalty killer for us down and uh, uh, down the lineup. So we'll see how it all pans out tomorrow. All right. So uh, there we go. I mean, I think we kind of see what the areas are for improvement. Uh, I get it that a lot of you want to talk about the playoffs and are already convinced they're going to lose in the first round. I tend to not think that far ahead. Maybe that's a a weakness of mine, probably annoys some of you, but 
let's see how they do here. You know, I, I think this could be a tough December into January. Shahid texts in 780-496-0063. He says, I disagree with you, Reed. I think the Oilers are going to have a great December. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, Pickle Pete. Oh, this is a good one. He says, maybe McDavid showing the lads his house tour video isn't the right move pregame. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, maybe that's their pump-up video, watching the, uh, what's the name of the magazine? Architectural, was it Architecture Digest, Architectural Digest, Vogue, Cosmopolitan? I don't know. Uh, Roland says, every good team has a player that pushes their teammates to be better. Unfortunately for the Oilers right now, it's Mike Smith. Somebody called in about that uh last night and, and Rob made the comment that Smith tends to be a guy who can fire up the teammates. So yeah, they could be missing him here the longer he's out. And uh, yes, thank you, DC. I agree that uh, John, the caller was, was awesome too. All right. Uh, six, uh, six forty-five is the time of day. Seven, eight, zero, four, nine, six, zero, zero, six, three is how you get in touch a little more from where there's practice. We got uh, a breakdown of what's going on in Vancouver ahead too. or anything like that obviously the um you know i think uh you know, the the call was the call and um you know that's that's the way it goes um you know obviously they call it how they see it and um you know it's good that they have a chance to to review it on the ice now and um obviously they stuck by their decision and um that's the way it is all right connor mcdavid just a little comment today on his boarding major Last night, uh, I think Stoffer was talking about it a lot today on his show. Rob and I talked about it a bit last night. I mean, I thought it was a penalty. I don't have a problem with it being a major. I, I don't like uh, hits from behind. If anything, I think they should probably be more sternly enforced than they have been over the years, just in general, whether it's happening to an Oiler, done by an Oiler in another game. That's just how I feel about those. So I, I didn't have a problem with that call. Uh, Jeremy from Glendon says, Hey, Reed, fun fact. New Canucks general manager Stan Smeal is a product of Glendon, Alberta. In fact, the pierogi apartment used to be the hospital, and Stan was actually born in the pierogi. There is the fun fact of the night. Robin Capilano says, Maybe Connor McDavid needs to bring his dog Leonard into the dressing room as a therapy dog pregame to cure whatever pregame blues the teammates have before they get on the ice. Robin Capilano. Well, I'd be open to almost anything at this point. I don't know if Leonard can... It would be a good cure. Who is that? Uh, so, some baseball aficionado. Was it? Was it Earl Weaver? I can't remember if it was Earl Weaver. There was a manager once. The team was in a really bad slump, so he put his nine starters in a hat or a bowl or something, and just drew the batting order out of a hat. Maybe, maybe Tippett should just draw the line combinations out of a hat for the first period. I don't know. Maybe that would give everybody a chuckle and lighten them up going into the game. Therapy dog, Rob, who knows? How are things in Capilano, buddy? Uh, Andy from Lamont County. Hey, my mom grew up in Lamont. Says, I think that the players are so mixed up by being moved around all the time that they are confused. Well, I hope not. Uh, I mean, players play on different lines all the time. Look, other coaches shuffle lines. Trust me. We, we just pay more attention to the Oilers lines because all you guys are, are fans of them. Um, 
having a new line mate or, or moving to a new line shouldn't be a, an excuse for having an off game, in my opinion. Anyway, we will have uh, Gary, who has uh, decided to give us a call tonight. Gary, thanks a lot. Go ahead, man. Well, hello, Reed. Nice to talk to you. Wonder when the game time is, what what time we start playing. Seems like I'm a little late today. <laughs> the show started yeah. at 6.05. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember what... Uh, I'm uh, from Central Alberta, and I got Red Deer Rebel season tickets. Oh, I remember a few years ago, uh, Brent Sutter, still coaching the team at the time, um, he calls a timeout, and he always did a post game on the, the post game show, and and uh, he said he he called the timeout to ask the players if they knew what time the game started because the first like the first ten minutes of the game were just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you still, uh, yeah, you I, I don't know. Rebel? Sorry, go ahead. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the slow start thing. I mean, I, I, it's kind of a head scratcher, especially at the professional level. But hey, it happens to the best of us, I guess. Well, you know, we're fixated on it now. Um, like I said, they have overcome it at times. I mean, you can't, and sometimes you're going to allow the first goal, even if you're playing well. So I don't want to get too crazy about it. It's just that there's this sort of lack of engagement and lack of execution early in games, which concerns me just as much as the, the goals for or against. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want to, I really want to know from people, like, should, should Tippett or Connor or Nurse, like, should they make a big deal about it and start getting upset about it? Or is that going to be even more crippling if, if you let it weigh on you? Like, I, I really want to know what you, you think, Gary. That's a, that's a tough one because I guess I go back I'm a little bit old school, and I think, you know, Mark Misty, be that, it would stand up and read the Riot Act. And I, I don't know, you know, you know, we're in that era where I remember Ken Hitchcock talked about, you know, he had to explain to the players, you know, well, you do it this way, and this is why you do it, and this is what's in it for you kind of thing. Yeah, maybe it's different now to some degree, but I don't think it would hurt for somebody like Darnell to stand up. You know, he, he's got the respect of the players, and, and so do the other two big guns too. So I think I think it's not it's not a bad strategy. Yeah, you still going to Rebels games? Uh yeah, I've I've got to most of them this year. It's nice to see the team turn around. Because Connor Walchuk's the coach now, right? Yes, he is. And are they yeah, very? Po- are they third very behind Winnipeg and Edmonton? Uh, I think. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm yeah, sorry very, we stole Mooner from you. Approach to it. <laughs> yeah, we miss him, you know. But the the guy they got, you know, they've they've kind of got a whole new broadcast crew, and um, you know, I think Brent can concentrate on the manager duties. He's a he's obviously a great hockey guy, and and uh, Connor Walchuk has just got this positive vibe. He, you know, you hear him on post game, and he'll say, you know, we don't expect the players to be perfect. There's no such thing as necessarily the perfect. But uh, he cuts those uh, young young lads some slack, and I think they play better for it in a lot of ways. It's uh, they're a fun team to watch this year, and got a couple of great goalies. Nothing like uh, like Costa there in Edmonton, but yeah, he's <laughs> hey, we're, we're, they're still pretty good. <laughs> right on. Hey Gary, nice to meet you, man. Take take care. Hey, thanks. Take care. Bye. 
That is Gary checking in, 7804960063. Appreciate the discussion tonight. Of course, we will keep uh, talking about the Oilers, and we will go to the West Coast. It has been miserable for the Canucks. They make some big changes. What's next? Matt Sakaris after the 7 o'clock news. Talk to you then. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.